Your guru is live. Good market. Good morning. We are caught in April 22 Snowmageddon out here in the Columbia River Gorge. We got five inches yesterday. It's crazy that we're still covered this morning. Who would think that in April we're caught in our official Snowmageddon? Well, welcome to welcome to Real Estate Daily. It's time to start building your career bigger than ever imagined. And our topic for today is how long should a home be on the market? This is what everybody asks us. We go to list their home. Well, how long is it going to be on the market? Do you think it'll sell this weekend? Do you think it'll be off the market in the next 24 hours? Well, we're going to peel that apart. We're going to find out how long should a home actually be on the market, what's reasonable for it to be on the market, and how do we build your career with referrals in the future bigger than ever imagined right after this. So, Ron, what does it mean, seven minutes to a new career? Well, in seven minutes, we can have a cup of coffee. We can talk career goals and how we're going to help you make the biggest career move in your life. That's right. There's a lot of things that Mountain Hood Realty has to offer, and Rod is a ball of energy. I love the career, and I want to share with you my passion for building your business bigger than you ever thought it could be. Come spend seven minutes with us. We look forward to it. Talk to you soon. Your guru is back with home time of homes on the market. Okay, so we're taking it apart. How long should a home be on the market? You know, when you, when you talk to someone who wants to sell their home, it is the first thing out of their mouth. How long will it be on the market? How long do you think until it is sold and we can start packing for our, our new destination? Well, let me tell you, the next thing out of your mouth has to always be, it depends. People hate that. They don't like the word, the words, it depends. But the, nothing more true could ever be stated than it depends when it comes to how long is the home going to be on the market. Now, right now, we are in one of the hottest sellers market ever on record. It is amazingly hot. Everything that goes out there basically sells, and it sells quickly. And I use quickly in the term of, Quickly, and it depends on the area and the market and what's going on. Excuse me. So let's have a sip of coffee this morning as we're getting rolling in our snowmageddon. Okay. So what factors? What factors actually influence the sale of a home? This is what we have to start taking a look at, is what factors actually are the influencing factors that, you know, make a home actually sell. We, if we want the home to move off of the market, is it just a price factor? Well, price is certainly one of them. But in, in this market right now, price isn't such a factor. When you're getting like 30 offers on a home, you can't say anymore that price is the ultimate factor because you may have people giving you escalation clauses with no end. Just say, I'll go above the, the, the highest offer by $5,000.
Well, now, I don't think that's smart negotiation coming right from your guru. I don't think that's the smartest negotiation. However, when you've got no end in sight of what's going on with a home going up, what are the other factors do we, that we have to, to deal with? Do we have to actually take into account anything else other than price? Well, yes, we do. We have to. Because remember, our goal is to build your business bigger than ever imagined. And how we do that is through referrals. You want referrals. So we have to take a look at the simple basics of supply and demand. I know we're going back to the basics this morning. It's the old-fashioned supply and demand. So if you're in a neighborhood and there's a bunch of homes that are for sale, even though we are in the lowest inventory in recorded history, you might be in an inventory in a, in a neighborhood that has a bunch that are for sale currently. And so you might want to wait. Let some of that inventory clean off. Because inventory becomes local in nature. I don't care what's going on, you know, 100 miles away. I don't care what's going on the other side of town. What matters is what's going on usually in the school district or in the local neighborhood that somebody wants to be in. Now, that's, that is where it boils down. That's where it actually depends. It depends upon the local market, your local knowledge of the market, and what's happening with the local supply and demand. You know, I hate to have to break things down to basics in such a hot market, but it is so true that economically, we have to take a look at what is locally happening. This is where you will earn the most powerful thing you'll ever have with your client. You will earn the respect of your client to be able to not leave a single dollar on the table. Now, you have to know about the people that you're, that you're selling the home for. What are their goals? Do they want a, a quick sale and, and the highest prices that matter to them? I know everybody says price matters and price does matter. But at some point, it won't matter anymore because you've got enough for the, you've got as much for the home as the home's going to get within a given period of time. So the economy, the economy is personal and is local. Personal and local. That is always important when selling a home. Looking at the personal and local economy of your seller, of the local buyers, of the neighborhood, of the, the school district you're in, what will that area bear? So how long should a home be on the market? I would love to be able to say four days and that's it. Pull it off the market. You're done. No, I can't say that because that would be a fault. That would be not good advice. The best advice is you've got to know your local area. You've got to know what's going on with that neighborhood. Maybe homes are moving within 24 hours. There are areas that are like this. Most areas are probably within a week, 10 days. That's why our, 
That's why during, during this seller's market, our inventory is so incredibly limited because homes are moving fast. However, up on the mountain, we still have some areas that our homes are taking up about 25, 35 days. So it's taking about a month to move those homes. But now notice, I go to a different area and we do some sales up on the, well, we do sales all over Oregon and Washington. And, but wherever your, your brokerage is at, you know your areas. So if I'm in the metro area, downtown Portland, homes are selling like hotcakes. You know, it's days or even hours on the market. If I move further out into a rural area, like on the mountain, I'm looking for a more specific clientele. It's different. And knowing those differences of the personal economy and the local economy will change the world for everything. It'll change. It begins to define, excuse me. It begins to define that term. It depends. Okay. So what is the cost of living? I love it that you can just go and Google things now. Of course, it's been this way for quite a while. But you can go and, and Google cost of living Portland, Oregon. Cost of living Seattle, Washington. Cost of living Miami, Florida. You can just go and Google the cost of living index. Now, let's go over this real quick. The, the index is what we call the 100 index. The 100 index is that is the average of the nation. And then it breaks each category down, including you can get an overall score. Now, I will tell you, the Portland area, housing is very expensive. Comparison to most of the nation, we're at 181. So we're 81 points above the average of the nation. Well, that's going to make it where people are going to have to think about how that market is moving. So why do I bring up cost of living when it comes to how long something should be on the market? Because it will impact the ability of people to finance the home and move it forward. That's why I bring it up. How hot is your market in the area and what's your cost of living in the area has to be factored in. And if you want to really do the research, you boil it down to the neighborhood that you're in. That's more research. That's going to take a little longer. But nobody said that being a realtor was going to be easy. Nobody said it wasn't a hard career. Nobody said you wouldn't have to study. In fact, this is how you earn the respect of the people you are working with is doing exactly that. Now, what are the taxes? What are the taxes for the home? Well, taxes for the home can, can impact how long a thing's going to be on the market. You know, different counties, right here in the Portland, area, Portland, Oregon area, different counties have different tax assessments. Some counties are much, much higher on their tax assessment than other counties. This will also impact. So the price of the home may be one thing. But how much someone has to bring to the table and ongoing to support that home is another thing. And it will impact how long the home is on the market. Remember, we're talking about how long something's on the market. And what is re... There is a point in which 
a home becomes stale on the market. And you are better off to pull it, at least to advise your, advise your seller, we need to pull it off the market and give it a break and then retool the marketing impact that's actually happening out there. Okay, let me get another sip of coffee here this morning. Okay, sipping my Black Rifle coffee this morning. Love it because they give to our military. And I love that for, by the way, take a, take a minute, like the show, hit that like button. I would love it if you would hit the like button. It makes my day. And in this snow again, where we're caught at home right now, and we're thinking, can we even get out of the driveway? I would love it if you'd hit the like button. Also send me a comment. How long do you think in your local area? And tell me the local area that you're in. How long should homes be on the market in your locale? What is reasonable? The Let's define the it depends to your location. How long should they be on the market? If you have a home on the market and the average sale of that neighborhood is seven days and it's been on the market for 30 days, has it become stale? And I would say the home is beginning to become stale if it's if the average sale is seven days and it's been on the market for 30 days, you may need to do a price adjustment. You may need to do a conditions adjustment. You may need to do some marketing adjustments. Are you actually hitting the market in the way that you think that you should you are? All right, one more thing. Follow us on social media. Hit that follow button and over on YouTube, and you can find the link for YouTube right down here in the banner. Over on YouTube, go over and hit that button that will follow us. Because on the YouTube, that button will open up the Guru Members Only events. The button over on YouTube opens up the Guru Members Only events where that will open up opportunities to build your business bigger than ever imagined. Okay, now, so what else? How do we know something is on the market too long? Well, we have to know the neighborhood. We have to know the location of what is actually happening with the home. As I mentioned, the seven-day thing. If you are in a location that typically sells right now in this market within seven days, and your home's been on triple the amount of time, so it's been on 21 to 30 days, I think your guru thinks you have to begin to, to be concerned that the home is becoming stale in the market and something needs to change. Now, if the typical sale is 30 days and your home has been out there 90 days, again, the triple rule, if it's been out there triple the amount of time. Now, that rule eventually fails, by the way, because if you've been out, if the typical sale was like, you know, 90 days, you certainly are not going to wait 270 days. That, that, that begins to fail at some point in time. So, But in shorter markets, tripling the, the time is is a common tool to begin to think about also it fails on the ultimate short end if you are if you ha- are actually in an area that your home 
has if your neighbor had has an actual sale time of a day, well, three days. I mean, come on, it's too short. I wouldn't begin to worry in three days. But so the extremes have to be eliminated. It's the middle body. Okay, so let's move over to style of home. Because if the home is sitting out there too long, what is the style of the home? Maybe the style of the home doesn't match the, the neighborhood where the, it sits, but the homes in the neighborhood have been selling rapidly, but they're of a different nature. For example, I owned a row house in Gresham, Oregon. Years ago, I owned a row house, and it was a wonderful home, but it was in a neighborhood of standalone homes. It had others in the neighborhood around, you know, the, the several block area that were all standalone homes. It was a different marketing effort. It was a different price point, and it was different to sell it because a row house is certainly not a standalone single-family home. It was a different market to go after when we decided to sell the home. In that case, it didn't take longer to sell. It was just a different marketing effort. But you have to be aware there are factors that will influence the market that you are preying upon. Yes, I said preying upon because you're building your business. And the plan is to build it bigger than ever imagined. But to do this, we have to be smart. We have to be savvy. And you have the skills that it takes. I fully believe this. You got license in this career to become full-time. You didn't get license in the career to give away a bunch of money on fees and administrative fees. You got license in this career to make money, to actually have the career of dreams. And real estate can do that for you. It absolutely can do that for you. Now, but what are those factors when we have a home that's stuck? Well, maybe it is price. Maybe it's price sensitive. Is there a price range of the homes around it? If it does fit into the standard three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, single-family home, and it is one of those, and it's still not selling, Let's take a look at the other factors that have this home stuck. So when it comes to average time on the market, average time on the market is not citywide. That does not make sense to the professional broker, the professional agent that is doing this business full time. You know, and I, and I know, we've been doing this long enough. Markets become local. Markets become very neighborhood local. So we have to know the price range and the times on the market for that local market. What's actually happening right here at home with that house? If we're not taking a look at that kind of locality information, we're not doing justice to our seller. We're not feeding them the best information. And we may be leaving money on the table by not getting the best information. I'm not saying your house is underpriced or overpriced. You know, both can impact how long it's on the market. 
You can way underprice something and people become suspect. You can way overprice something and again, people are suspect of it. You know why? They don't even want to make an offer. I've told people before, just make an offer. Just make, just, you know, it, it, it's priced at $650,000. Maybe the actual sale price is going to be end up being like five fifty. I tell them, just make an offer. I'll, I always present all offers. You do as well, because that's our license. We are supposed to present all offers. But sometimes we need to get offers on the table to rein in the expectations of our homeowners. That's just true. I know that's hard. I would love to hear it, hear an opinion about it in the comments. What do you do when, you, when the homeowner, because of this current market, their expectations are huge. Their expectations are saying, look, I, I'm going up, I'm going up, I'm going up. But there is a limit as to how much people will pay for a home in a given neighborhood, in a given locale, in a given part of that town or that county. There is a limit. Otherwise, they're going to look somewhere else. Now, finding that limit, that's what you do. That's part of your profession. That's part of what you can do as a professional. And so you're not leaving a dollar on the table. And this is what will earn you that wonderful referral coming back around to you. As you have not only carved out the relationship, but you have earned their respect. And by earning their respect, you have earned their trust. When you have earned the trust of the client, at that point, you are going to get referrals on the backside. And in three to five years, you're living on the referral business. You're not living on the new clients. You're living on the refer. The core part of your business becomes referral business. That is crazy wonderful because the referral business comes to you so easy. You become the referred one. You're the preferred one. The person calls you and they are asking their way in instead of you having to do a presentation and show them the way in. They are asking their way in that you would be the one to help them sell their home. I have agents that are doing exactly this. They have referral business, and they're living on referral business. This is wonderful. My wife and I, for the homes that we actually sell, is almost all referral. It's referral business. That's where I want you in a few years. Build your business that you have the credibility, and you've earned the trust of the client because you have done the research, and you didn't leave a dollar on the table, and you earned their respect. Once you earn that, you've got it. Now, you, of course, you've got to stay in contact with people. Of course. Okay, so overpriced homes are always a problem. Overpriced homes will sit on the market, and it's difficult. It's more difficult to get a, a, an offer on a way overpriced home than a way underpriced home. But if the price is too far underpriced, then people are suspect about other things happening and tend to not build, bid it up. Now, let's remember, we are in a seller's market. So things are kind of wonky right now. Yes, they're kind of, they're kind of wonky. The wonkiness is so odd. Because we've never had a seller's market with this kind of heat on it. 
this kind of seller's market where everything's being bid on. So some of these things, like, you know, will they bid on a, on an overpriced house? They actually might bid in this particular market. If your area of practice is being impacted by the extreme heat of this market, that we're getting 30 bids, 40 bids per house, well, some of these concepts don't work as precisely as they would otherwise, just because people are bidding on everything in those places. Now, that is not happening everywhere. Not everywhere are they in the nation are, they, are we getting you know 30 offers to a house. Even within the areas that we're having this, we're not having every house have, have 30 offers. However, Portland, Seattle, up and down the West Coast, parts of the East Coast, Parts, parts of, the, of the southern areas, they are having some of this heat. They are having some of this extreme seller's market. And in the extreme seller's market, overpricing something is not as bad as it would be in otherwise. Now, let's remember, at some point in time, we're heading to a buyer's market. We're not there today. We're not going to be there anytime soon, but some, but your career is long. It, you're there for decades. And at some point in time, we're heading for a buyer's market. And just to remind you, while a seller's market has few sellers and thousands of buyers in a buyer's market, there are very few buyers and thousands of sellers. It's the other way around. And all of a sudden, the buyers have the power because all these people want to sell their home, and there's very few buyers. And if you latch onto a buyer that is that has the ability to buy something at that point in time, they can bid something down. They can actually get a great deal. People come to me and they say, "Oh, can, can will someone carry a contract? Why would someone carry a contract?" in a seller's market. That makes no sense. This is not the show for it, but it makes no sense that someone will carry a personal contract in a seller's market because they can simply get their money up front from someone else and move on with their investment. All right, amenities and features. Amenities and features also. If your amenities and features do not fit the, the typical home of that neighborhood and that locale. Like, for example, you don't have a, a dishwasher or your kitchen is too small. Some of the features of the home, you know, the, the square footage of the home is just too small. Well, the home prices out at, let's just say, 400000 But the amenities and features are not up to speed with the other homes. You may have to do a price adjustment. You may have to do a marketing adjustment for that type of home to make people aware of what's actually going on. So what's hot out there? Well, there's a lot of things out there that are hot. You have to be aware of your market and what's actually happening in the market where you're at. So what's hot inside your neighborhood may not be hot inside someone else's neighborhood. You know, little miniature gardens in the backyard might be hot in your neighborhood and not hot somewhere else. Well, gardens are wonderful. I, I, do, I, I, I do love gardens. They, they, they are just fun, and it brings you back to, that, to, to nature. So be aware. The term, it depends. 
is actually one of those factual things, but you need to define it depends for your seller and explain what it depends. When they say, how long until my house sells, you say it depends, and now let's go over what that means. And now you have the tools to begin having that conversation while we help you build your business bigger than ever imagined. This is Real Estate Daily. I'm your real estate guru, and I will be talking to you tomorrow.